This is the Cash Flow Nair Podcast. Advanced strategies for living life well. Here's your host, Rob Minton. Welcome to another episode of the Cash Flow Nair Podcast. This is Rob Minton, and in this episode, we're going to roll up our sleeves and we're going to talk about real estate investing. And I'm going to try and share two things, two ideas or two ways of seeing real estate that might be helpful for you that most people don't see. And I'm going to start with a story. This story starts years ago when I was a full-time real estate sales professional working with every single type of client possible, buyers, sellers, investors. I did not own my real estate brokerage. I was not specializing with any particular type of client. I was simply just trying to sell as many homes as I could. If you had a pulse and own real estate or were trying to buy real estate, I wanted you to be my client. So I pursued every opportunity, which is obviously a mistake, but I'm not going to get into that in this particular podcast. At one point in time, I had run some type of advertisement offering a free uh, market home evaluation. It's a typical advertisement you would see a real estate agent offer. This advertisement had attracted a gentleman who was interested in potentially selling three different homes. These homes were investment properties and he had owned them for years. So I set up appointments with his various tenants and I went out and I walked through these homes to try to figure out what they would be worth. And so I could tell this gentleman how I would plan on selling his homes. And I probably should say I was really excited about this opportunity because I had three listings on my hands and hard to find someone that wants to sell three properties at the same time. So this was a pretty big opportunity for me. I get to the first house and my excitement fades. It's a small house. It's kind of run down. The yard's a mess. You know, a couple big crappy cars in the driveway. And I walk through, I meet the tenant, and the home's kind of a mess inside. So I'm realizing that this house is going to be impossible to sell. It's a mess. It needs a lot of work. And these tenants are not going to help someone get excited about the home. It's going to be like a nightmare trying to schedule showings. And then when someone comes through, they're going to want to get out of the house as quickly as possible. So I leave that first house kind of disappointed, but hey, thinking that I still potentially have two other opportunities. But I find basically the same thing at the second and third properties. And I realize that I don't even want to list these homes. It's going to be a large waste of time. I'm going to do all this work, set all these showing appointments, and I'm not going to end up selling these properties. So I just decide to tell the gentleman what I believe the homes are worth. And then I also then advised him, just keep these as rental properties. Don't sell them. Just keep making money off of them and go on enjoying your life, which is exactly what he did. Now, I haven't talked to this gentleman since that point in time way back when. One of these homes is on the road I drive to go to our local library. And I usually go down this road at least once a week, if not more, because sometimes I'll run when I go for runs, I run down this road as well. And within a year or two after doing this market evaluation, I started to notice that that same tenant that was in the home when I went through it was still living in the home. And I noticed this because the tenant was rather unusual and they usually sat outside on the front porch during the summer months. And so when I would go by the home, I'd see the tenant there. And I started to do the math and I realized that this owner had collected more money in rental income from when I had conducted my market evaluation than he would have collected had he sold the home. So when I gave him my advice, I was giving it for selfish reasons, but it turned out to be the best advice I could have given this gentleman. Now, fast forward to today, and you're probably not going to believe this, but that same tenant lives in that same home. And I know this because I see them all the time. 
And so that tenant has probably paid this guy for 22, 23, maybe even 25 years monthly rental income from this house that I wouldn't even list. There's several lessons in here for you to kind of ponder and kick around and think about. One is, is that just because you wouldn't necessarily live in a home doesn't necessarily mean it's not an excellent investment property. The second and probably bigger idea is that we don't buy rental real estate for ourselves. We buy rental real estate for our children and for our grandchildren. Rental real estate is an asset that produces income for years and years and years. Now, the reason why the average person decides not to invest in real estate is because they don't see this. They don't see what I just shared with you. They see tenant problems. They see evictions. They see grass that needs cut. They see plumbing problems. They see leaky roofs and, and torn screens. They see all these temporary issues and they miss the big opportunity. And I almost missed this big opportunity, except for that I was lucky enough to somehow catch that this property that I wouldn't even list has generated more money for the guy than the home was worth. And this story kind of came back to mind recently because I was watching one of my favorite TV shows. That show is called Yellowstone. I track it down. I think I had to buy it from Amazon, but it's worth it. Yellowstone is about a gentleman named John Dutton. John Dutton is played by Kevin Costner. And John Dutton has owns this large, massive ranch and his whole mission is to try to keep this ranch for his children and grandchildren. And in the very first episode, John Dutton is trying to teach his oldest son how to look at the ranch and how to see things from the right perspective. And it is so good that I just thought I'd share a, a short clip with you from that TV show. You look at that calf, what do you see? I see a life I got to feed and defend until it grows up and feeds me. That's what a cowboy should see. But a cattleman sees a $293 investment worth $1,100 in seven months, whether it feeds anyone or not. I wish I saw it different, Dad. We see it the way we see it, son. This was probably the first and maybe the last time in my life that I'm going to be editing out a moo sound. <laughs> so I got that going for me. But all kidding aside, that little clip was so important. What John Dutton was saying is that a cowboy, someone who owns a ranch and thinks long term and is trying to protect this ranch for their children and grandchildren, when they look at a calf, they should see an asset that they have to protect and defend so that it can feed their family at some point in the future. The problem with most people is with, when they look at real estate, they don't see the lifetime of income that will be provided by the asset. That income can be used to feed your family and your children's family. That income can also be used to pay for your child's college education costs. That income can also be used to build a retirement fund for your children and even your grandchildren. When a cash flow heir looks at real estate, they should see an asset that they're going to pay off and maintain for years so that it will provide for their family. This is so different than how the average person thinks and what the average person sees. When I meet with a new investor or I talk to a new investor, and this, is, this has been the case 
since the very first time I ever talked to another real estate investor, I would probably guess or estimate that about 75% of the time, that person is interested in flipping. When I say flipping, I mean they want to find a foreclosure, they, they want to buy it, they want to fix it up, and then they want to resell it. And the reason why they want to do that is because they want to make money fast. They want to make $10,000, $30,000 on a flip. That fast money is very attractive to them and to the majority of people. What I usually try to do is I try to convince that particular person who is looking at things like the cattlemen, the quick money, I try to convince them that a much better strategy is to buy it and rent it and hold it forever. That within a certain period of time, it could be five years, it could be 10 years, it could even be 15 years, that they will have every single penny that they invested into that property back and they will still have the asset that they will make far more if they think like a cash flow and air and they see the lifetime of income that is available from that particular asset. But this actually goes a little bit further. And I wish I had the tweet in front of me and I can't find it. But Mark Cuban, who's a billionaire, he tweeted something along the lines of, you don't buy assets for the income that the asset provides. You buy assets because those assets buy new assets for you. In other words, when you look at an asset, try to gauge how many other income producing assets that initial asset will provide if you acquire it. When my oldest daughter was very young, I purchased a rental property. I financed the rental property and the property provided, if I remember right, around $250 a month in positive cash flow. And I looked at this rental property as basically a savings vehicle for her college education. I set up an automatic reinvestment of that $250 monthly cash flow into a mutual fund. And I don't even remember what the mutual fund was. But over time, the income from the rental property accumulated more and more shares of this mutual fund. And when my daughter was in a sophomore, there was enough money in the mutual fund that we could sell the shares and we could buy a single family home for cash which is what we did. So she went with me. We went out and we looked at all these different properties. We found a foreclosure. We purchased a foreclosure. We spruced it up a little bit and we rented it to a great family. That family is still in the home today. My daughter is a junior in college and the income from that property has pretty much offset most of her college related expenses. When she graduates, she will still have the rental property. And remember, this property was acquired from the income generated from a property purchased 20 years ago. So when you look at real estate, see number one, a lifetime of income, and also see number two, it's a vehicle that will allow you to purchase other income producing assets. Now, none of this happens quickly. It took us, I'm gonna say it was 17 years of cash flow from asset number one invested into asset number two, a mutual fund, and the growth of that mutual fund to be able to buy another single family home for cash. So this blows my mind and I just wanna summarize it quickly. The original investment property that I purchased over 20 years ago that was providing a monthly positive cash flow of around $250, that property is located very close to the property I went on the market evaluation for. 
the property that I decided not to list because it wasn't worth my time. I didn't earn a listing commission on that property, but I took something far more valuable from it, and that was a blueprint for how to generate income for life. Back to that cash flow. That cash flow ended up buying another single-family home for cash. That second single-family home is paying for my daughter's education. When she graduates, it will be providing her monthly income for as long as she keeps the asset. Knowing this particular daughter, she will reinvest that income and use it to build wealth over time. There are obviously lots of challenges with regards to rental real estate. I've made hundreds of mistakes. I have had every single problem you could possibly imagine. I have been sued. I've had a home burned down. I have been through multiple evictions. I've had tenants uh, claim that I stole medical leg braces from their properties, from their homes. Everything you could possibly imagine I've had happen. And none of it scares me away from the benefits that are available from rental real estate. I guess the two most costly mistakes anyone could make. The first mistake is not buying rental real estate and saying that because it really is the goose that lays the golden eggs if you're willing to deal with all the challenges. And then the second most costly mistake you could make is that if you buy rental real estate, don't sell it. If you sell it, you give away your goose and all those golden eggs are gone. Had that seller that I met all those years ago sold the properties when he contacted me, he would have lost out on years and years of income from three different properties, which obviously would be a massive, massive mistake. And thankfully, I ended up giving him the right advice. And I'm trying to actually give you that same advice today through that story. So today is the same day that I had 20 some years ago for you because you're seeing what I saw. And I'm hoping that you use what you learned in this episode to go buy rental real estate this year. If you like this episode and you're interested in learning how to create more monthly cash flow, check out my new book titled The Cash Flow and Air Plan. It's only a few dollars to purchase and inside you'll learn my step-by-step plan for creating very attractive monthly cash flow. I'll also show you how to use this cash flow to pay off all of your debt very quickly so that you can live from a position of financial strength. The book is available at thecashflowandairplan.com.